Welcome back to Adolescence After Alderaan. I'm Caroline Guthrie. I'm Meg Fariello. We are a podcast dedicating to retracing our adolescent journeys through the Star Wars Expanded Universe, one book at a time. Yeah. And we've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but yeah. we're, we we said we were still here and we are. Yeah, we're, we're back. We're always back. It's just been a very busy couple months. Yeah. And we'll continue It's very hectic. For another yeah, couple for months. a little bit, but but then hopefully we'll hit a little more of a regular routine. Yeah. But to tide you over until then, yeah. Today we are discussing Children of the Jedi by Barbara Hambly. Yeah, who we read at least a few stories. She wrote the Chef's Tale in Tales from Jabba's Palace, right? And I think she might have had one in Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina as did, well, but I can't remember. But I don't which remember one. which one it was. But, but we've we've. We've read, but we've read her book. before, yeah. and nothing prepared us <laughs> for what for this. <laughs> this book is baffling. Yeah, um, I'm like truly mind boggled, and I know we throw that like, word around a lot. <laughs> no, but I am super confused, literally in the dark, clawing around. Um, if yeah. you have not read this book and you're like, oh, I'd like to read it so I can keep up with their conversation, it will not help. Yeah, I yeah, I read it, so I did read it. There was a point in time during this past month where it was just like, <laughs> Caroline was just going to explain the plot to me because that's how hard it was to get through. And, like, we are people who are good at reading books. <laughs> yeah, like, we read things. It is not, We are not unskilled at this. Yeah. Um, and nothing. But I did finish it, and then also read through the Wikipedia page, the Wikipedia page. I read the Wikipedia page immediately after finishing it, and it provided very little information. Yeah. I think everyone's as perplexed as we as are. we are about this book. So this book this takes place seven years after Jedi? Yes, Luke very say, shortly after Jedi Academy. After Jedi Academy, yeah, it's it's seven years because he does. Luke at one point mentions that Yoda died seven years ago, so seven years past right. Return of the Jedi. Very shortly after Jedi Academy, um, like the kids are about the same age as they were. In yeah, Jedi although Academy. do not play at all. A <laughs> we role. see them. We see them for moments, and, and someone shoves them. <laughs> Off the edge of the book, and they are gone for the rest. It's the single best choice made in this. No, book. I, I I agree. Like I I did not miss them. No, as much as all the other emotions I've having in this book, I was not like, oh, I wonder what those kids are up to. No, yeah, and nobody so thinks about them ever. Barely, like they are barely a thought in anyone's. No, anyone's they are mind. gone. Yeah, they, they are literally just <laughs> written out. Yeah, so I would like to begin by reading the opening words okay. of the book. I think that that's just going to set the tone for us. We usually do a plot synopsis. We'll try, but I'm just going to open All right, yeah. with Barbara Hambly's own text. So <laughs> Give it a shot. Get centered here. Yeah. Poison rain speared from an acrid sky. The hunter scuttled, stumbled a dozen yards before throwing himself under shelter again. A building, he thought, hoped. Thought for a second's blinding terror, the curved shape lifted, writhing into a toothed maw of terror from which darkness flowed out like the vomited stench of rotting bones. Serpents, tentacles, twisting arms reaching down for him with what he could, what he would have sworn were tiny cobalt blue hands. So that's the opening paragraph. Yeah. Two things. Could not tell you who that character is or nope. what his name is. <laughs> nope. Not a so, like, it's me. a strong start, <laughs> yeah. and it continues from there, though the stink of his own flesh charring still choked his nostrils and the fire scorched his hands. Yeah, Prey, quarry. He had been a hunter all those years in shrieking darkness. He had killed, torn, eaten of bleeding flesh. Um, and he takes a note out of his pocket where he had written... Because this is someone capable of writing. Right. Um, or maybe he found this writing. Who knows? Han Solo, Ithor, the time of meeting. Have you seen it before? Leaning on one shoulder, leaning on one shoulder on the curved oval of the window, Han Solo shook his head. I went, and I was like, 
Yeah. I went back and reread this six times. There is nothing to mark the transition. There yeah. are no asterisks. There should have been like we a go- three asterisks. Yeah, a three asterisks in the mm-hmm. middle of the page. We go from, I guess it's, it's still third person, but we go yeah. from the perspective of like full on Lovecraftian meltdown. Yeah. Um, Lovecraft in Brooklyn by the Mountain Goats right. to Han just like chilling by a window like hey bada bing what's <laughs> up and I felt that exact emotion every page of this book yeah it I was where we that were. confusing the whole time I don't know what anyone's goals were I don't know where we were I don't know how we got there no. Like the ship the, with the will that we end up on. I don't know how they got on there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And I, I thought maybe it was just me not feeling the book. But I like I had a really hard time imagining like spaces or characters or keeping track of and there's so many names of characters. <laughs> Like, I feel like in most Star Wars Expanded Universe books, and this has been a critique before, that it's a little too much like Risk, right? Where you just lay the map out on the table and move the pieces pieces. around. But I had really been underestimating how much I enjoy logic. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I was wrong to criticize. (laughs) Bring back the Risk board. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At least you can have a clear idea of what's happening. Because, like, I just didn't know. Like, to... I mean, we could give it a shot, but... Okay, so this guy who we heard from in the opening pages, thinking about grime under his nails and the flesh he had Mm -hmm. torn and all that crap, he attacks Han, it seems, on Ithor, which is a planet that we've talked about before. It's like a resorty kind of planet where Han and Leia and the kids and Luke have all gathered for... A thing. It's some kind of New Republic ceremonial. It's a to do thing. Yeah. And this guy shows up, bananas. Yeah. And is flipping out, screaming about how like they put the children down the well. Yeah. Um. And he, they put him in the hospital. I guess. Yeah. Um. And eventually they suss out that he's talking about the children of the Jedi, which, spoiler, we get to the end of the book and I know nothing more about children of the Jedi than this. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I got some, like, so they, threads they, something. They put the children down the well. And in the meantime, we are introduced to two ridiculous characters who end up being important in this book. And one of them is a smoking hot lady named Cray. Cray, yeah. Um. And she really is important like a, that she's hot. I know that it, her hotness comes up a really a stunning amount for and a book like, written what by a female at the author. End of this book, it's important that she's attractive. It's really important that she be hot. Yeah, um, she's crazy hot. She's got banging legs. Yeah, she's just, um, yeah, she's got exactly. the the hair of a Barbie. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, just. Yeah. Perfect. Like, she is a Barbie. These people just have never seen a Barbie. Right. So they but yeah. she is, she is Jedi girl Barbie yeah. wearing, and also lab coat Barbie because she's a brilliant scientist. Yeah. Um, and then she's got a boyfriend who yes. had a name, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Mm. He probably did have a name. But his situation is that he contracted like a rare disease in the Star Wars universe. And because there are no medical personnel anywhere in the Star Wars expanded universe, a droid was just like, well, you're going to die. And so (laughs) Cray used all of her science to try to transfer his personality and consciousness into a droid body that looked just like him. Nikos. Nikos? Nikos. Yeah. Nikos. So we've got Nikos droid Nikos, who everyone is real creeped out by. Yeah, no and one is on board. He's a droid until like way later. No right? one is on board with droid Nikos. I think like they know he's they know it's a droid body, but there's a big sort of like ethical thing right, where people like, are like, right. is this Nikos? Is this just a droid who's programmed to think he's Nikos? Right. Um, you know, did it work? It's Luke's really troubled by yeah. the whole thing, especially. Well, he shouldn't shut his mouth because. <laughs> yeah. Where does he stand after this book? After this book, I don't know. So. Shush, Luke. 
Han and Leia decide to go to the planet that Crazy Pants just came from, I guess? Yeah, they, like, is it Cray? Somebody knows, like, little bits of information about, like, maybe what he's talking about. I think it's Nikos. Like, it's the planet that he came from. Yeah. So, like, someone knows. So, Han and Leia are like, let's go there. Should we take our kids? Definitely not. Push them. <laughs> Absolutely not. Get those kids out of here. <laughs> Don't take the kids. And that's the last we see or hear of the kids. Yeah. They didn't even speak. Yeah, they didn't they were on. They were on the balcony when someone tried to murder their father. Yeah. And Leia's like, are they okay? And someone just tells her, oh, yeah, they're totally fine. Yeah, they're fine. And that She's is like, it. Great. Okay, let's like, take a big hey. Thank God I don't have to speak to them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and meanwhile, oh, boy, <laughs> Luke... You're doing great. Ray <laughs> and Nico get on a different ship to go to a different place. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't remember why they go to a different place. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know where they're going. So the, yeah, I don't know if it's ever explained on the page. Th- they do say where they're going. No, they do say um, where. I don't remember where. Um, I don't remember where. But it's but, like a planet that hasn't been... That was, like, part of the Empire and, like, hasn't quite been, like, told what's been going on, right? <laughs> well, so, some, well, something goes wrong because they don't get where they're trying to go. Instead, right. they end up on, like, a giant space station right. that was programmed by the Empire. Yeah. And the space station is run by a computer program called The Will. Right. And the will has just been picking up random groups of aliens and brainwashing them into being stormtroopers. Yeah. Sure. For purposes. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Luke somehow wakes up on this ship powered by and controlled by the will. And at this point, Cray has already been brainwashed into being a stormtrooper. Yeah. Nico is a stormtrooper droid of some kind. There are Gamorans. Gamorans, there's Jawas, there's Sand People. Yeah, they're all just in this ship having a real real comedy of complicated complicated situation. (laughs) And the Will tells the... And the Gamorans have factions. Right. And one faction of Gamorans kidnaps Kray, who again thinks she's a stormtrooper. And announces and the will decides that cray is a traitor to the empire which she is but she says she's not because she's right. a brainwashed stormtrooper and that she's gonna be executed and luke's like well i should save her and in the meantime there's this ghost of a jedi <laughs> that's also living in the computer okay <laughs> so many things to say but i'll keep quiet until the end yeah so she's like can can sometimes uh like, affect the will and sort of, like, change what the will is doing. Yeah, she also has some influence over what's going on yeah, on the ship, although Jedi. not as much as the will, no. but she but she was, like, a Jedi who came to try to disable the ship, and it didn't work. Yeah, it's, like, but 30, she's been dead 30, 30 years. She's been dead 30 years. And she <laughs> <laughs> I Eventually, Luke falls in love with this ghost. Her name is Callista. They have and Luke a lot falls in love of with her. Krista Flockhart. They have a lot of like really deep conversation. And like she, it's Luke just talking into the air, and Siri talking back to him. Right, but like not even talking. Like just kind of like I don't psychically, know. psychically, and like sometimes through the computer. There's also scenes of Luke like cuddling her, even though she doesn't have a physical body. Yeah, like he, but he's like imagine. That's what I got from. I is did. he imagining snuggling her, or is there like a projection well, he gets, like, of knocked her? out? And he has this like fan. He has a fantasy of like her and her old boyfriend, and like yeah. her boyfriend dying because he dies on the ship, and then they like have a cuddle fest, and I think they have sex. Yeah, I think so. But it's like all in this sort of like imagined. But. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Done. <laughs> trying to compute this. That's what I think it is. Because then he like wakes, like Luke like wakes up from that. And he doesn't like really see her. He just is like kind of like, you know, it's feeling her. And he's like got handfuls of her hair. Hair. Hair 
is a big thing. <laughs> Which, like, like, yes, hair can be very sexy, but the way it is described. It's not erotic. <laughs> and so Luke is in love with Callista, who ultimately helps him defeat the will and rescue Cray. Well, but yeah, but pa- then... Pause there. Okay. And let's switch it over to Han and Leia, because theirs is also very... I don't know what's going on. I don't really know. <laughs> so, eventually, like, things happen. We're, anytime I say eventually, I've skipped, like, 15 steps. Eventually... <laughs> if anyone can, again, give us a succinct one paragraph, five senses top synopsis of what this is. It is gibberish. <laughs> Eventually, Leia runs into this lady who she recognizes right. as being one of the Emperor's courtesans from yeah. the Imperial days. Which, the fact that the Emperor had courtesans... I, <laughs> I did not conceive of him as a sexual being. No. And I did not need that... No, in my life. <laughs> ...put into my life. I felt like he was all messed up and probably not sexual. All like messed up with the dark side exploding his face, and like he's probably not sexual anymore. And like, yeah. I didn't care. And for like, it. there were like a lot of them. <laughs> Just, like, yeah, like there were so many. She is one. Yeah, yeah. There were so many imperial concubines, and so this lady is like, "I'm so nice. Come to my house." And Leia's yeah. like, "No, thank you." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then it turns out there's all these like old timey nobles like some of them are from Alderaan and stuff yeah she's Leia's having a lot of like feelings about a lot of Leia thinking about Alderaan like guilt about Alderaan and and stuff in this book oh yeah there's this like ongoing thread where people think that Leia had the one of the Death Star designers assassinated but she didn't, even though, like, no one knows what happened to him, and it really, like, bugs her that people think that she had him killed. Right, but then she's also thinking, like, you know, part of me, like... I would really like to have that guy. I think that, that right, she's yeah. like, I'm getting I'm getting criticized like I had him killed, and I didn't even do it, mm-hmm. and I really would like to have, so I should be getting credit for, for not, not having right, done yeah. it. She, yeah, she's thinking a lot about, like, Quizooks, and just, like, about, like, the people involved with Death Star stuff. Yeah, everyone's thinking about everything that happened in every other book in the Star Wars experience. Yeah, they mentioned all the time. All the books. Because obviously Barbara Hambly read every single one of those books in preparation, and then someone was like, you really didn't need to. Yeah, she's like, we this don't. Is all coming- <laughs> Nobody <laughs> else does. <laughs> this is all coming through. Because they mentioned Quizooks, the Holocron, which it took me a really long time to remember what the hell the yeah. Holocron is. Um, Kipdoron, the Sun Crusher, like. Yeah, they all, like, every everything. book we read. Every book we've read, that, they were like just bringing in, this, yeah. bringing in stuff and characters, um, like characters from all those books. Yeah, just name dropping everything. So, but somehow, eventually, she ends up getting kidnapped by this lady, and this lady has a psycho son who's super good at using the force, and he can use the force on droids, yeah. which everyone acts like is a really crazy special thing. I do not understand. Yeah. But he can use the force on droids. Sure. Um, but it's not like he's Jedi mind controlling them or anything. He's just good at machine. This is like what Jaina Solo ends up yeah, doing. Yeah, but yeah. Whatever. And that kid is full psycho. And he's like 15, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And they are... He. It turns out he is the one who activated the ship that Luke is out on. Right. Which is controlled by the will. It's like going to these, destroy a plant. Like, it has some sort of, like, automatic... It's, like, headed towards this planet that they're at. Right. To, like, destroy... I don't know. Yeah, and I'm not totally sure what motivates them. They don't like the New Republic, or they don't want to join the New Republic. It's, some, it's something... It's something weak. It's a pretty weak motivation thought, for these nobles I could be to team totally, up. Yeah. I thought that it was already automated to do that, and they just, like... Like, it was automated to do that back when the Emperor was in charge, and they just, like somehow acted i don't know whatever i think that they like wanted to use it for something but i could be wrong well, they can't now it's not destroyed no <laughs> so anyway they've kidnapped leia that thing's coming this way there's a weird scene where that kid leia gets drugged and her force ghost is wandering around and the kid's gonna draw try to trap her in a hellraiser puzzle box but yeah. she gets by him Han, God knows. He's I think doing he's doing nothing. At one point, there's a scene, and I don't know where he was going. I think it's like some sort of bar, but he like shakes his hips. Do you remember this scene? <laughs> <laughs> he like 
<laughs> Lester is watching him like wiggle his hips around. I'll have to find it. I was just like, <laughs> just, I just remember all the scenes boggled. where they talked about like the kind of clothes that Han likes to dress Leia in versus the kind of clothes that Leia likes to dress herself in. Yeah. And, like apparently Han just likes to put <laughs> Leia in really slutty outfits and go to bars with her. Yeah, well, that's um, what it. Yeah, that's what, he's like really excited to be on this like horrible vacation with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So anyway, the they stop but, it. It's, everything's fine, and they stop it. And that kid and the mom, like they do that villain narrow escape thing, right? right? Uh-huh. Like, and like yeah, they, and, so and you would think so. This is this is three books. This is a little trilogy. So you would think, oh, these are the bad guys. Yeah. They'll be back in the next book. No, they're not they coming back till New come- Jedi Order. And they're they, coming back then. <laughs> they're coming back in New Jedi Order along with everything else that's going oh, ever, I mean, New Jedi Order is like 20 books long, so. By the time that we see them again in New Jedi Order, this teenage boy yeah. who is a full-fledged villain on his own is like a roided-up force droid. Yeah, he's like, um, the picture of him on Wikipedia was no. That I think does not last long. So it's crazy. It's just like, throw these characters out there, they're gone. Yeah, They're also, not like, like back. They're I, not coming back in the next episode. Everything in this book happens in, like, the last order. Like, yeah. I feel like most of these characters don't get, like, fully introduced until halfway through the book. For sure. So then, back on, yeah, in the ship with the will, which they don't know what's going on, but they don't much care for it. Right. Um, they decide they need to destroy it, and Luke is just like, I cannot destroy My the girlfriend. ship. My my girlfriend, the love of my life, right, who, who I met have, an hour ago, who I met an hour ago, and have had some kind of copulation with. Yeah, I, um, I, I can't let her be destroyed. And Cray, yeah. who has like bananas PTSD from almost being executed by by a spaceship Gamora yeah. crew, right. while her droid boyfriend was motionless under a restraining bolt, yeah. is um, like, you know what? I'll just do it. And we'll have Nikos get on that ship that's got to self-destruct for this plan to work because right. F him. He's a droid right. anyway. And I've come to terms with the fact that my real boyfriend is dead. It's kind of like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I'll just go in the ship and I will, you know, blow myself forget up. it. Blow well, uh, well, yeah. She says that she's going to make sure the ship gets blown up and Luke is all sad. But then Luke somehow goes somewhere else. And then at the end... Cray, it looks like Cray comes out and is like, hello, I'm no longer Cray. She um, was sad in her life, and I think we can agree her life meant nothing. <laughs> and so I, Callista, entered her body right. as she died, and I am Callista yeah. now. Smoochy smoochies. Yeah, and then Luke's <laughs> like, Leia, this is my new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, Callista is sad because it turned out body jumping meant she lost touch with the Force. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> she's severed from the force yeah she's like if i had known this was gonna happen i don't know if i would have done it which like are you insane there are billions of beings happy as clams in the galaxy who aren't in touch with the force live your gd life that you stole from craig (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like that's everything that's everything i got out of this Uh, yeah pretty much yeah this is this is real bananas yeah, I like highlighted. I stopped highlighting very early on in this book. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, also, there was an underground tunnel filled with people who had been turned into cannibal ghoul murderers by drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a whole like, that drug was, subplot that I did. That was really something follow. the Emperor's concubine was responsible for. Mm. And at some point in this planet's history, there was like a Jedi community that had children, children and there yeah. were children of the Jedi. Leia thinks about them a lot. I don't know what happened to them. Yeah. They say they put them down a well. I don't know what that means. I don't know if they came back for them. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I thought it was going to be something about, like, because the Emperor, we found out the Emperor had all these concubines. I thought it was going to be, like, his children. But nope. And that kid, nope. that kid is not his not kid his either. Son. He's got a real, uh, it's got a Kovu from the Lion King thing going on. He's oh, not yeah. really his son. Right. That gets treated like it, but it's not, not him. him. But his mom wants you to think, think that it is. That it is. Yeah, but it's not. But it's not. Yeah. 
Um, Which I understand why that's important in The Lion King 2, Simba's yeah, Pride. I don't sure. really see why that matters here. <laughs> yeah. If that kid was the Emperor's kid, he wouldn't be, like, scarier or more evil. He's still just, like, an evil kid who's good at the Force. This lady, who was the one of the concubines, yeah. she's one of the children of the Jedi all grown up. Right, right. Which, right. so she's the one the kid got the Force talent from. Right, not. Not the Emperor. Not the emperor. Right, and Leia has, like, a thought about it, too, where she's like, well, you know. Even if it was the Emperor's son, like, there's no guarantee that, like, he would have been. Well, there was something yeah. that I, I could have made this up. Wasn't there something about, like, that people were either scared or, like, upset about Jedi children with who had Jedi talents who weren't, fr- like, muggle-born kind of stuff, like, children. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like there was something be. toward the end that Leia was talking about maybe this is how great i read this book um about like very confusing book jedi children who weren't like from a jedi lineage and like those children being a problem for people i don't know i don't know know either um this is very confusing there was a lot of like especially leia and which i again barely got anything out of hana leia's story but a lot of like nobility and like generational and like like a lot of stuff about like the court of the empire which like i didn't realize there was like there was a lot of stuff that i actually would have been interested in if it was presented to me in a coherent manner but a lot of stuff about leia's youth on alderaan so like leia the way her dad raised her and she had these like three maiden aunties yeah i I remember um, either we've read about them before or like I remember that from Expanding Universe. I definitely remember them getting brought up in her Star Wars yes. diary. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. They talked about them. Yeah, and, um, but, yeah, and Rudy. Yeah, so she had these like maiden aunties who were very, they each had a very particular, a real Flora Fauna and Meriwether situation. Yeah. They've all got like a strong personality. And, and so we hear a lot about like courtly politics yeah. and Alderaan and stuff. But it's just jumbled up. It's just like, like mixed, crazy. It's mixed in with a lot of other stuff. And the thing is, time. I was thinking about The Chef's Tale, which is the Barbara Hambly short story that we read. Yeah. And I think maybe this style just works in a short story in a way that it doesn't in a novel because yeah. I do remember being confused about what was actually happening in The Chef's Tale. Right, like, but it sort of didn't matter. Like, yeah, I didn't know what was going on with the kitchen boy or, like, why yeah. he got killed or who knew about it. Like, there definitely – I was confused. But that's okay. It's a short story. It's just, like, a little sliver of mood and right. character. Right, and the way that that You're was written – You're expecting not to know everything. Right. It was written to me, at least, as if, like, that was purposefully done, right? That, like, right. I'm purposefully conf- – like, a film noir, right? Like, I'm purposefully confusing you and making the plot kind of convoluted because, like, that's not really the important part, right? It's, like – Right, and the things that were confusing ended up being cleared up in other, other stories. Other stories, yeah. Um, so that that does make sense. And I think that sometimes that, like, overstuffing of information works really well in a short story because – like, even though you don't necessarily understand every little thing that the author is, like, laying in front of you, it's building a world very quickly, right, in a short amount yeah. of time. And you accept that, like, a lot of this is probably not going to get cleared up and it doesn't have to for a story to work, right? But with yeah. this, you're just, like, it's, like, laying train tracks to nowhere. Like, we're just, yeah, like, I mean. we're just, there's so much information. There are so many characters. It's And I think there's a lot of, like you were saying, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff hidden underneath the layers of this book, but none of it gets any attention because yeah, it's not too much. The stuff that is the main focus of the book does not make sense. Yeah. Like, Callista doesn't make sense. The will doesn't make sense. Yeah. The concubine thing doesn't make sense. The emperor as a sexual being doesn't make sense. <laughs> this planet that they're on and the bureaucracy that runs it does not make sense the droid thing i wanted mara jade to like raise her hand at one point and be like he did not have concubines like i don't know what all you guys are talking about but like that's oh and then it turns out that this girl wasn't a concubine she was actually another hand of the emperor and when mara jade figures that out she 
bullet which yeah out which like Thrawn just told, told her you, like yeah. year, six years, years ago, ago that there were other hands yeah, of the maybe emperor. She yeah, she blips her lid when she finds out. Um, but that's another thing is Spook does with you where it's like, hey, here's this girl. Like she was an unwilling concubine. Actually, she was totally into it. Actually, she was the emperor's hand. This kid's the emperor's son. No, no he's not. Right. It's like, but none of these things matter. Right. None of them matter. And also, thank God he's not because. Even if the emperor was capable of a sexual act, surely he was sterile after he yeah. lightning stormed himself into oblivion <laughs> like that. Yeah, that would have been. A There's lot. no way. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, I as soon as that like thought crossed Leia's mind, I was like, no, 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 no. I absolutely refuse. Also, he kept trying to get cl- he kept getting cloned and trying to possess babies and stuff. Yeah, like, there's just he's, he had a lot of. The a lot of, of offspring. He wants to live forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, no. He's too selfish and narcissistic to have children. Am I going to get a book about Darth Vader's girlfriend, like, from when he was Darth Vader? <laughs> okay, I might love that. <laughs> that would seem like a... You know, she's like, she just, like, didn't hear about anything. Like, she's... <laughs> <laughs> they met nice online girl. and she's just like a really nice girl who you know just thinks he has do you think he used you think his profile picture on the dating site is from before oh yeah accident? it's definitely him like early revenge of the sith yeah because like even though he still doesn't look great like <laughs> it's the best <laughs> it's we've much got. better but and, but yeah and then she meets him and she's like oh well he's he has like a lot of health problems and like but he's yeah, still but, like a great guy. Or maybe it's like a website for people who are looking for companionship right. more than a sexual right, connection. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh maybe she's like an older lady. Oh, <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> like, like a really nice older lady. Yeah, she's like a sweet angel. Like, <laughs> you've been through so much. Cuz I mean he's probably like pushing 50 at this point. Oh yeah. So yeah, for like sure. he hooks up, you know, she's like early 60s yeah. she's older but not that much older yeah. and yeah, you know like, she really like sees the good in him. <laughs> yeah they're just like, really good friends <laughs> yeah and they just like go out to dinners and yeah, they go to shows like, yeah, watch movies like go see movies and there's like kind of a dramatic scene when she wants to go to the bubble opera and he's <laughs> like <opera>. no <laughs> i have some really bad memory <laughs> i will not go to the opera yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But like he calls and he's really sorry that he went off like yeah, that he's because like, can go he knows if she want, like. he knows she didn't know. But like she doesn't want him to go if he's not comfortable. No, yeah, of and they They're just like out. they just like go out for a walk by the lake, and yeah. it's just like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and he's like weeping inside his mask yeah. because the lake obviously has a lot of meaning for him too. Yeah. But it's well, just nice to, to be like he can't go to a no. lake. He can't go to the opera. He can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Really in a metal reading, room, and that is it. After reading Shadows of the Empire, I feel like he's just like weeping inside his mask all the time. Like every scene where he was st- being silent, and we thought he was a badass in the movies, he's just got like the voice off and just like bawling. He's like he's like me on the airplane watching Queer Eye, just like silently yeah. sobbing, crying. trying not to make noise, just like. <laughs> The heaving shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be more into that. Yeah. I yeah, I would like that it was a short story I read. <laughs> that yeah. Anakin is a nice older lady friend. <laughs> yeah. But like <clears throat> I well, no, the Emperor I don't want his social life at all. Like no. I get the idea of him having ladies around, like to look good for whatever reason. Well, I feel like that would be more for show than for like his own yeah. personal. Yeah, not to actually sleep with. Are you insane? <laughs> God, <laughs> <come on>. <laughs> <laughs> get it. Um, I mean, but this that's... this brings us again, and I know I bring. I know I get really frustrated, <laughs> but like love in the Star Wars. <laughs> <universe>. <laughs> What is it? What is it? How does it work? Why is it so GD fast? <laughs> it happens very quickly. It is lightning fast. Also, like, Luke. Like, I don't What are we supposed to think of Luke? <laughs> Luke, okay, as far as I can tell, Luke spends this entire book just getting whacked over the head like he is on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, he, like, no, he gets the- knocked out like every other page. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, they're just under a coconut tree. For a Jedi. Up, 
you know, once in a while you get taken by surprise, but it is like, he's whacked on the head. He has a very bad concussion by the end of this book and needs to see somebody. You know, he's like, he's like Jason Bateman in the episode of Arrested Development where Lucille keeps hitting him him on the head. Yeah, he just needs like, to sit down and not do anything. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And he's also like physically in terrible shape. Like he's Yeah, he like broke his foot or something. He's got a, he's been shot, maybe, who knows? Yeah. Like, he is a, he is a wreck. He is a wreck with traumatic brain injury who is hallucinating a ghost girlfriend based on the voice of Siri in this computer. Um, so this is my, I was thinking really hard about, <laughs> thinking really okay. hard about this today. And this was written in 96. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about like, Ghost, the movie. Okay. And Casper, the, the movie. And oh also gosh. that movie that I meant to look up the name of, and I didn't, with Alan Rickman, where, like, he's a ghost, or his wife's a ghost. Truly Madly Deeply. Yeah, Truly Madly Deeply. There seems to be, like, in the mid-90s, this, like, pop culture thing where, like, falling in love with ghosts and, like, romances yeah. with ghosts was Ghost romance. Cool. <laughs> and I'm not sure I understand it. I was thinking, the, the one of those I've seen the most, of course, is Casper. Um, and that's like so messed up <laughs> when you think about the live action Casper, this child ghost, he and Christina Ricci have like some kind of like adolescent romance. Her dead mother comes as an angel, gives him a magic wish for him to turn into a boy for one night and they dance. And when I was a kid, it was very <laughs> romantic. But this is the most romantic thing, and that Casper is very hot. Yeah, is it kid, Devin Sawa? It's is that his name? Devin Sawa? I think it is. I don't know. Um, he's I, we all had crushes on him. He was adorable. Um, but it's like, but then he goes back to being a ghost, and they like live in the house with her dad, who also it's not even one. It's not even one night. It's one dance. Yeah, it's a dance. It's a dance. Also, his dead uncles are flying around. Her dad <laughs> okay. at one point kills himself to become a ghost. Accidentally, the uncles let him get killed. Yeah, but still, it's bananas. <laughs> but there's all also, this, like romance wrapped up in. <laughs> I am curious. I don't understand if those three are his actual uncles, or they're just also ghosts, and they're like, "Well, we're certainly not your dad's. Like, we'll be your <laughs> we uncle." <laughs> I mean, we have some responsibility for you, just in like a very minuscule way. <laughs> But like, was Casper a ghost first, or was Casper growing up in that house that was haunted by those? I three? think he was growing. I think they're meant to be his actual uncles. I that is confusing. Bachelor, <laughs> bachelor <laughs> uncles, and also Casper has a name. His name is Casper. Yeah, their names are fat, I mean, so stretch and stinky. Yeah, and they're really proud. Of- <laughs> One of them just smells bad. That's his whole thing. <laughs> the, the scene in that movie that stands out the most to me is when they're all eating breakfast and they just like... Oh, and the food's just going onto the floor. <laughs> yeah. It's also, Casper and the uncles are all like just blobs. <laughs> like, they're not... Yes. Like, they're slightly anthropomorphic, but not anthropomorphic enough to be like, I'm definitely falling. <laughs> I don't know. There's just like, it seems to be... And I, I, I feel like Casper was super in love with Christina Ricci, but I don't feel like Christina she Ricci was, ever though, had a thing She saw him, him as the boy. Once she saw him as the boy, she was like, holy God, you are gorgeous. And <laughs> then are... he said, can I keep you? Which, let me say, outside of a movie, creepy. Um, <laughs> that scene, sweet as hell. <laughs> when a guy has you in what is clearly a murder house full of Rube Goldberg machines and says, can I keep you? It's too late. <laughs> You're... It is Devin Sawa. That's who plays young Casper. It's too late. You're staying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie, as a child looking back, or as an adult looking back, but, is but like, I do, but I actually feel like those movies, admittedly, have not seen Ghost, pop culture, whole, yeah. um, in me. But Truly Madly Deeply, the most, is about the untenability of being in love with a ghost. Yes, and I think like, Ghost... Ghost is that too. Like in Truly Madly Deeply, the ghost shows up, but he's actually there to say goodbye. Like he's there to coax her into not being sad about losing him anymore. That's what I was sort of thinking. I'm going (laughs) deep into this now. That's what I was thinking about today, right? That like, and I don't, 
we're both academics. I don't study ghost stories that much, so I, I only have a very like limited knowledge of like how it gets talked about in terms of like theorizing ghost stories and like why why we have ghost stories in our culture and like what they do. But like part of my understanding of it is it's like a twofold thing, right? One of it is that like untenability thing, right? Or that like um ghosts are scary, right? Because they sort of represent loss, right? And fear of the unknown and and like right. unfinished, there's like unfinished, but there's like a transgression there, right? There's a, with a monster, there's always a transgression, right? Right, like, like unfinished business or something. But there's the other side of it, right? That ghosts are often seen as sort of comforting, right? Because they do represent that something exists beyond life, right? right? So there's this like twofold thing with ghosts. With Callista, <laughs> so frustrating. It's like you get none of that that sort of interesting storytelling that you often get with like haunted houses and ghosts where it's this like in between space and you're dealing with those like conflicting emotions and conflicting ideas. It is just like, she's there. She's gorgeous and full of hair. And I love her so much. And then she's like, they have this amazing romance. And then all of a sudden she walks off the ship. No, she's not a ghost. She's Pinocchio. His yeah. love turns her into a real, a real girl, girl, right? Yeah, like, right. like it is, it is banana. Banana. Yeah, it is completely insane. Also, it means that we just obliterate Cray and Nikos, who are only here to make me feel sad. Yeah, and they don't work. They don't make me feel sad. No. But their storyline is the most like maudlin, ridiculous, manipulative of the reader over-the-top nonsense that I would totally have felt like a genius if I came up with it when I was 12 and my friends and I were into writing stories, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, It's like, oh, I love you so much. Like, you're gone and I don't feel like you're gone and now I'm gone and you're... Like, right, yeah. This missed connection right. for a million right. years. And also, like, like, ghosts in Star Wars have a place, right? That, like, we've already yeah. established this. We've got ghosts. And this makes no sense in that... Contact. Contact. Although, if Qui Gon could just jump into somebody's body, he would. I, he would do it. He was a jerk. Yeah, Obi Wan definitely wouldn't. But Qui Gon, a hundred percent. If that Qui Gon would do it like that, Qui Gon would have been training Anakin even if he couldn't use the Force anymore. Yeah, Qui Gon would be going to Jedi Council meetings. Yeah, Qui Gon would be like not dead. Like they'd just be not even be alive. Qui Gon would choose someone young to yeah, hop into body jumping for the rest of time. Just like Qui Gon would be living that TV show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Quantum, the body. Quantum, quantum leap, which I love. Qui- Qui-Gon would be quantum leaping. <laughs> Q for Qui-Gon, yeah, Q for quantum leaping. But yeah, he would be quantum leaping. Also, oh, I had a thought and it just fell out of my head. God, that made me so angry. <laughs> oh, no. The Callista, the Callista thing was just like so frustrating. It was so frustrating. Oh, oh, I, I remember what I was thinking. Is that like... Okay. I think what the book is trying to say is that, like, love can make, like, the power of, <laughs> back to the future, the power of love, right? That, like, this yes. can, like, make, give you a corporal body. Like, <laughs> that's how powerful. You can love someone into a body. Yeah. And even Casper, like, he only gets one dance, right? Like, that's it. <laughs> That's it, and that's a GD miracle. Yeah, an angel comes and gives you one dance <laughs> with the girl you like, and Callista gets like a life. Yeah, she but she doesn't have a force, so boohoo. So big thumbs down. Also, I we all know that Luke's eventually going to end up with Mara Jade. Mara Jade is here to watch this Callista situation unfold. How could you get with someone after they have shown the extraordinary poor judgment? I mean, if Luke I heard has? rumors about Luke's past love life, I'd be like, I'm avoiding him like the plague. Like this guy this is dangerous. He is dangerous. Every one of his girlfriends ends up dead. This is not to be trifled with. No, I'm not dating you. No, like he's a nightmare. <laughs> if I want to die, if I have a death wish, maybe. He, but also, it's not even that. He's he's whiny. He's got a really stressful job that he doesn't seem to care about. He's like or be good at or be good at. I, he's just not a catch. Like no, <laughs> Calista. I know so, you're dead, and you think like this is your only option, but it is not. Like <laughs> he he is a burden. Yeah, he is. He is a lot to take on, and. 
like definitely doesn't seem like the kind of person at this point in his life who mm-hmm. can successfully function in a relationship. Also, they all end up dead. Yeah, so he can't. Yeah. Oh my god. So. <laughs> it's really infuriating. It's infuriating that we got another two books with this lady. Yeah, although the next book is a Kevin J. Anderson book. Yeah, which I'm like actually really excited to go back to. (laughs) I'm excited to get back to. It's been a really long time since we saw him. Yeah. And also, I am fascinated to see what on earth he does with this. Yeah. I'm wondering if all three of these books were written at the same time. Let's see. I have have Darksaber right here. Darksaber is a 1995 novel set Uh, immediately after George... uh, uh, Children of the Jedi. But I think Children of the Jedi when is this published? It's also 95. The paperback is 96. And then two years later, Barbara Hambly, and then two years later in 97, Barbara Hambly published the third one, Planet of Twilight. Yeah. Um, which completes the arc. That's so interesting that Kevin, Kevin J. Anderson gets like this little middle this little middle book in there. I wonder if her intention was for this to be like a solo and then it just sort of became like an unintentional trilogy. Well, I guess Callista has to die, right? Yeah, I think Callista dies in the third one. Oh, yeah. I'm excited the Huts come back in in Darksaber. I think think Darksaber is going to be a real good one for us. Yeah, I'm... I'm looking forward to getting back. Also, it's to... a Kevin J. Anderson book, so I'm guessing there's going to be like a Death Star or a Sun Crusher or just like a uh, giant weapon. I found a piece of paper in my Dark Saber book that just says five o'clock. <laughs> 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 Ancient paper from 1997 or whatever this came out. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I was I was really interested in like the ghost part of it because I feel like after this after like the mid nineties we get like we don't get like ghosts as romantic figures right or like even in a sad sense right the sort of like romantic figures we get ghosts as like ghosts that don't know they're ghosts so like six sense yeah. like the others right the like the kinds of ghosts we're getting sort of change. Um, yeah, but like they don't know that they're right. They don't ghosts. know they're dead. Like ghosts that refuse to to like come to terms with their own death which is like these ghosts are like we're ghosts who are capable of like the most insane romantic love (laughs) (laughs) yeah these ghosts feel it intensely yeah Yeah. because i'm i'm looking at ghost romance movies (laughs) online and (laughs) i'm sure there are other ones i couldn't think of but there's really not any after the 90s yeah yeah, and I'm trying to think At of, like, re- well, like, recent stuff is, like, because uh, I watched The Haunting of Hill House, which is also, like, you know, an extremely bleak and, like, sort of devastating, like, those ghosts you don't want to fall in love with. Like, that's, those are not- No, those ghosts are, like, those ghosts will get you. Yeah, like, I, yeah. And, it, you know, thinking to the original, like, The Haunting and, like, those movies in, like, the 60s and 70s. Like, they were scary. Like, ghosts are not... But there was a previous... But, like, in the late 40s, you got... Yeah. Por- like, Portrait of Jenny right, and the Ghost of Mrs. Mrs. Muir. Yeah, that's true. So... so I guess maybe, like, cycles. Had, we have had cycles of lovely ghosts before. Yeah. And, like, I know there are stories about, like, ghosts that are not evil, right? Like, that's... Right. But, like, that's different than, like... Well, like, in Crimson Peak, the ghosts are only trying to be helpful. They're just socially awkward. Right, but you're but, not, like, like having you're a not in love with them. fun, sexy time at the room with the ghosts. No. <laughs> There's a difference. There's, like, this difference between... Because, like, I think oftentimes, like, ghosts are just this sort of, like, misunderstood. And even if they're right. doing terrible things, right, it is not that they're, like, out to get you, right? That's more of, like, a poltergeist kind of thing. But, like, this is, like, purposefully the ghosts are, like, romantic figures. Like, we are meant to see yeah. the ghosts as, like... We're supposed to really invest Like, root in. for the relationship between the ghost <laughs> and the person... And that's just that's like, not a good dynamic. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of issues, like a lot of problems with that, and like Luke, can you just meet a nice lady, like like your dad, like your did. dad did with Linda, <laughs> like just go on on like you know Bumble or have some outings. Yeah, go and like with those group meetups. And meet yeah, them. Luke needs to do a group meetup. Like, like that's, just a I nice think. normal girl who's like not. 
not a Jedi, not a Jedi, not, not like some royalty. didn't work for the Emperor. Yeah, someone who has never taken life. Yeah, you find a nice girl <laughs> who has never taken a life. Yeah, that she has like a regular nine to five. That she just like you know, and like she likes it, and there's room for growth, and she's happy yeah. enough. But also, and- she's okay with the lifestyle you live because you don't want to get a girl who's just like living a normal everyday life, and then like falls in love with you and has to take on all stuff that like no i think that like you need luke needs someone with really strong boundaries yeah yeah and maybe not like a full maybe just someone like you go on dates with like it doesn't have to be i don't think i don't think luke is marriage material but that's all he wants is like romance that is like beyond like he just wants the like you know die in your arms i love you so much i would die for you he doesn't want, like, just a casual building up of a relationship. No. He also wants to be like, I don't know if I want to be with you, but I do want to be with you. But what is love? And like, <laughs> Is it a thing? Is it real? I don't, in the love, Star Wars probably... universe, I don't know. <laughs> love is a I thing. I feel like in the Star Wars universe, love is a mental illness. Yeah. Like, I'm not usually that person, but love is a problem. Yeah, it's just like nobody understands like what it actually means (laughs) and not even Han and Leia no I don't think they like each other they just think they're in love (laughs) I think they're just like in this book it just seemed like they're just like wildly sexually attracted to each other oh yeah oh yeah the running thing about the kind of outfits that Han chooses for Leia I was like what is this it's like he was the one who was like whispering to Jabba's ear like what to put her in on yeah (laughs) just like really get the bikini not okay no I think that after he saw that he was just never the same yeah but like that was really a traumatic time yeah it's okay Han don't do this chained up to Jabba like maybe we should let her wear, regardless, just let her wear whatever she wants. If she wants to wear her sweats, let her wear her sweats. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, buddy. It's it's weird. I I feel like we've probably handled this book. I don't know what else yeah, I to say can't, about this nonsense. Again, if, if anyone has, like, insight into this that we're missing. This is crazy. I mean, we're missing a lot. That's for Tons. That's but for sure. I did make a solid effort. But Eventually... <laughs> I kept thinking it was going to start making sense and like three quarters, two thirds probably is more honest. Two thirds of the way through, I was like, oh, it's never going to. And then it did just become like a skimming sprint to the finish line. Yeah. For a while, I really tried. Yeah. I was just like, all right, let me just at least try to get Luke and Callista's story down. (laughs) Which I did. It just doesn't make any sense. But next up is Darksaber. So we'll be back sometime with Darksaber. Yeah, so Darksaber is, like we said, Kevin J. Anderson. It's the second in this. The follow up to this picks up right where this one left off. Semi trilogy. And yeah, we'll see. See where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be back soon. All right. Well, we'll be back soon. Thanks. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you would like more information, please check out our website, adolescenceafteralderon.wordpress.com, for show notes and info about upcoming episodes. We're also on Twitter, after underscore Alderon. We're on Instagram, adolescenceafteralderon. And if you would like to touch base with us, ask questions, participate in the conversation, you can email us at adolescenceafteralderon at gmail.com. Thanks so much.